Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that because of you and what you have done on our behalf, our hearts are now clean, that our hearts of stone have been replaced with fleshy ones, hearts that long to know you, hearts that um, are not ashamed to be seen by you, hearts that long to obey you, hearts in whom you are their home. I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would open our eyes and our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, When I was at Texas A&M, I took a class called Calculus II, and in the first six weeks, it became very clear that I was not good at it. Uh, I don't remember how Calculus I went, but at Calculus II, at the six-week mark, I went to go see my academic advisor. And she said, hey, I think you ought to use that glorious thing called a Q-drop. So I did. And she said, instead, I think you ought to take Logic 101. Now, I don't know how Logic 101 classified as a math class, but it did. Okay? Got the diploma to prove it. In that class, we learned how to set up propositional truth tables. Here's a little ditty that I came up with this week. A equals Jesus, B equals water, C equals awesome, D equals baptism. Now, for context, Jesus made water. See Genesis 1. Water is awesome, and water is the physical element in baptism. So, if A made B and B equals C and D is contingent upon A and B, then A, B, and D equals C. Or, maybe more properly put up in a propositional truth table, there you go. Here's the thing. If you guys want to screenshot that and, like, (laughs) give it away, I don't know, you can put it on, like, a, yeah, just give it away to all your family and friends for Christmas. They'll love it. Jesus, water, and baptism, they're all awesome. Therefore, baptism Sundays are awesome. They're awesome because they help us remember and anticipate at the same time. We're able to look backwards and forward on these days. Typical baptism Sundays, we see both old and young alike enter into the waters of baptism. We remember the good news that there is new life available to all through Jesus Christ. And we anticipate and we pray for a growing awareness of God's grace and restoration to fill the hearts of those being baptized. In order to help us remember and anticipate this morning, I want to ask us three questions that are great to ask on days like today. Number one, who are you? How did you become who you are? And then how should you live in light of those realities? Number one, who are you? In our modern society, we tend to to answer this question by focusing on what makes us unique. Our gender, our race, our marital status, our profession, our interests, what kind of jeans we wear, okay? But our passages from Scripture this morning tell us that there's a whole different set of commonality that Christians are to take on. According to the Gospel of John, we just heard that we were all once those who lived in darkness. Let's see this on the screen again. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. 
He came to his own and his people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. If you believe in Jesus, you are a child of God. You've been made a child of God. Not because you are better than those that are still walking in darkness, but because God is merciful and he's rescued you from the kingdom of darkness. Our passage from Galatians continues on this theme, it develops it a little further. Paul explains that we were once imprisoned. We were held captive by a set of standards that we could never live up to. And those standards function like a guardian that exercised absolute authority and rule over those in their charge. Look with me at how Paul describes this radical shift. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons and daughters of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have now put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So what we see is that both Paul and John testify to the same event. That's this. Jesus came to the earth. He died on the cross to set us free, to forgive our sins, and he has made us daughters and sons of God through faith, faith alone and Christ alone. But for Paul, there's, this, there's such a radical shift in identity that he points to the categories of ethnicity, social class, and gender as essentially irrelevant when it comes to understanding our true identity. This is not an attempt to erase our particularities, but rather to emphasize our commonality, our common identity in Christ. And because we have Christ as our banner in common, there is nothing that can divide us. Listen up, church. There is nothing that can divide us without our cooperation unless we let it. Sure, this morning there are miserable Aggies and ecstatic Longhorns. There are donkeys and elephants this week. I don't know if you knew that. There's glass half full and glass half empty people. There's pro mayo and absolutely may know people in this crowd. And there's a thousand other things by which we could identify ourselves. But as new creations, the banner over all of it is Christ. He is the Lord over all of them. He's the Lord over all things. And we are children of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. The way that we get divided is when we put our theological uh, nuances, our political ideologies, many of those other categories that society encourages us to make our primary identifiers. But according to John and Paul, they are not. In fact, they're not even on the list. So who are you? You are a child of God, full stop. Now, how did you become a child of God? It's a great question. How did you get to where you are now? This is more of a generic question. In America, most of us have a pat response, an auto-reply for a question like this. And you say something like this. Well, it's through hard work, innovation, Etc., etc. We generally, uh, we would attribute our success 
in life to our work ethic, our commitment to learning, our tenacity to keep going when the going gets tough. That's just Texan 101 for you, okay? But our passages tell us something different. Our passages tell us that it's God's work and not ours that makes us his children. When we were in darkness, when we were imprisoned, God came to us in the person of Jesus to shine a light and to loose our chains. And so when we respond to God, his grace through belief in baptism, he completes the transformation process through, which, through what Paul describes as the process of adoption. So the last bit of Galatians 4 that we heard. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So God has made a way for us to call him Abba, or Dad, and to relate to him as a child. Now, today is Baptism Sunday, as we've already kind of given away. Um, We see in the book of Acts that God's people... Uh, believe, they're baptized, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And all three are necessary, Um, okay? But we don't see a clear way in which those are ordered. But all are essential to the process of receiving the the salvation that God has intended for us. So when we baptize the little bros today, we do so knowing that all of us are committing to teach and to model the faith. Oliver and Maxwell need their families to teach them to know and love Jesus. But Oliver and Maxwell need each of you to model the faith. They need you to disciple them in kids' worship and later on in grace students. They need to hear you pray like you really believe God's listening and to testify of God's goodness in his work in our lives. All Saints Day calls us to recognize Christ's continued work in the church through imperfect people who were nevertheless called to be saints, Romans 1. It's also an occasion to give thanks for all who have gone before and to celebrate Christian unity with the great cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 12. The focus for All Saints Day and All Saints Sunday is not on the extraordinary work of a few saints that are really famous that we have in books but on the grace of God and his work in the lives of ordinary domestic Christians of which we all are. Y'all are the saints. You guys are the saints. So if you and I become children of God by God's work, what then is our work? Again, Texan 101. We want to know what to do. How should we then live? Well, there's as many answers to this as there are pages in the Bible, but here are my top three. We should live lives marked by humility, gratitude, and invitation. Humility to know that you didn't bring anything to the table in regards to your salvation from the darkness and into the light than did Oliver or Maxwell, who were about to be baptized. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You didn't science or moral your way into this. Humility. Number two, lives marked by gratitude rather than conceitedness. Everything that we have comes from the Lord, especially our salvation. It's God's work, not yours. 
Lastly, lives of invitation. As his children, we should be imitators of God. Just as he welcomed us into his family, so we should welcome others into ours. That means our homes, like our domestic lives, but also our church life together. Our lives should invite people to know and experience God with us. We are to be people that care for the widows, the orphans, the foreigners, the oppressed, the outcast. We should be people who pray for and invite our co-workers, neighbors, and friends into the community of faith invitation. So I want to close with another propositional truth table. Jesus, water, and baptism are all awesome. You and I are children of God through Jesus. Baptism is a sign and symbol. Just be making the chart in your head. You've got a bunch of letters that are coming up here, okay? You and I are children of God through Jesus, and baptism is a sign and a symbol of that. Therefore, remember your baptism. Remember that you were saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Be humble, give thanks, and invite others in. You are the saints. You are the priesthood of believers. Let's live like it. All right, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get to baptisms, which is why we're really here. Okay. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the Lord and the giver of life. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you came to rescue us, to set us free. Jesus, help us to palpably remember our baptism this morning as we celebrate baptism with these little ones. It's only by your spirit that we can do this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.